0: Colossians uh, chapter 1 um, I love it I love Paul uh, he he is encouraging the church of Colossae here and he already you uh, he greeted the church of Colossae and he thanked the Lord for this church uh, really since he heard of their faith that they have in the Lord and, and their love that they have for one another and the fruit that is abounding in them right and and uh, Paul prays for this church in verses 9 through 14. And so that's what we're going to look at tonight. Look at verse 9 of Colossians chapter 1. It says in verse 9, for this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, and that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of, of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long suffering with joy. "...giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins." He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Actually, I'm going too far here. Let's stop at verse 14. Uh, Paul is clearly, uh, going back to verse 9, clearly praying for the church at Colossae. Because if you look back at verse 9, it says, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to what? To pray for you. And and remember in verse 3, Paul says, We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. And so now he's reiterating it again. And Paul says, for this reason, he's praying for them, right in verse 9. And and the the, the reasons found in the previous section, and and really in verses 4 through 5, it says in verse 4, it says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. And it goes on to talk about that fruit. that's uh, just abounding in their lives. And And Paul prayed because... Of their love for each other, for their hope that they have stored up in Christ Jesus, right? And for the fruit that's abounding in them. And by the way, the word pray in verse 9, it means um, actually, I got PowerPoint. Let me start using this. There we go. Kind of went ahead here. I got all excited. Um, it says, really, to to make or offer up prayer to the Lord for others. That's the word for pray right here. And, and this is a good reminder, you know, for me, too, to not be so self-absorbed, you know, in our prayer life. When we, we talk to the Lord... It's okay to pray for yourself, but don't get so self-absorbed that you forget about others, right? And and uh, that we forget to pray for others. And there's there's nothing wrong about praying, you know, for yourself, but we got to consider those around us. So there's a lot of people, you know, that are hurting, and there's a lot of people that are around us that could really benefit um, from us interceding on their behalf onto the Lord. Uh, the Bible says in James chapter five, verse sixteen. Uh, confess your trespasses to one another, but it says, and pray for one another. And I think, you know, we memorize that whole verse, but, you know, do we really pray for one another? And I think that's so important. There's a benefit when we pray for others. Um, and and uh, really, you're entering into God's will when you consider to, to pray for others, right? The struggles that they're going through, the health issues, the financial issues, marriage issues. I mean, there's there's family members, friends who are not even saved. They don't know the Lord. And we can be on our knees, on our face, you know, for them, that they might be broken, that they might repent and turn to the Lord. And uh, so There's three things that we're going to look at tonight about Paul's prayer uh, for this church of Colossae. The first thing we're going to see is the repetition of Paul's prayer here in verse 9. It says, notice in verse 9 again, it says, For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. So Paul prayed over and over without ceasing uh for the church of Colossae and some people believe man if you pray more than once then you're not praying by faith i mean you're praying, you're in doubt because why are you praying again you just need to say it once and just leave it at that and be you know put your faith in your prayers you know they would say well, I would kind of disagree with that because what happened with Paul, do you guys remember he had a thorn in the flesh that God gave him? Um, it, it says uh, three times that he prayed concerning this thorn in the flesh. In the Bible it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8, it says, Concerning this thing, Paul says, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. Now, did Paul lack faith? No. He didn't, right? Um, Jesus himself, if you guys think about it, when he was there in the garden, uh, he prayed three times as well. And in the, uh, Matthew 26, verse 44, it says, so he left them, the disciples, right? He went away again and he prayed the third time saying the same words. He said the exact same words again. This is Jesus. Did Jesus lack faith? No, not at all. Thank you. You guys are all so quiet. It's okay. Um, but so so asking the Lord, you know, for salvation to be found in the lives of others or for, you know, whatever. You know, I look at my own life when I look back at, at the, my past and when I came to the Lord, man, I was broken. I had to humble myself. I had to turn from my wicked ways, from my sinful ways, and, and turn wholly onto the Lord and say, Lord, you know, here I am. And, and, but really, it's not about me. It's looking at what he did for me. That just, I was gone. But I'm sure there was somebody praying for me, you know, and I thank the Lord for that. Um, but it's, it's interesting that when we pray, um, we're praying knowing by faith that the Lord is going to answer, right? Whether it's yes or no, right? Or wait, that's the one not everybody likes. I don't like the no, right? It's like, Lord, just say yes, yes. Wait, oh, right? It's like, oh, man, right? But uh nonetheless, the Lord answers when we pray when we seek the lord we 're entering into His will and, and I just encourage you guys don 't give up on praying for others um, we, we really need that uh, we need to be consistent, we need to be persistent in our prayer lives for others, especially during this time right there's, This is a time where there 's a lot of broken people there 's a lot of people who are fearful, uh, a lot of they just need jesus right he 's the one who set us free he 's the one who can set them free, and that happens. Uh, not by word, not by our own works, it happens through prayer there 's something supernatural that God has given us a a superpower weapon uh, that the church has that the enemy is shaken from, and it's prayer. There's something that's beyond words that prayer can do, because sometimes in prayer you don't even give words, right? You're just, you're just like, oh, <laughs> and that just spoke a thousand words. There's a volume, right? God, he hears your heart when you seek him. Um, well, let's come to the second thing here, is the request of Paul's prayer. Uh, in verse 9, Paul gives one request, and it involves the will of God. Uh, And it says in verse 9, And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So Paul's request is that they have all wisdom, all spiritual understanding in one thing. What is that one thing? In knowing God's will, right? So do you you guys know that we have access to, God's will did you guys know that Uh, we all have access to God's will we can know God's will how but by God's word right and and so his will is found in his word that's how we know his will in our lives and so God's will is revealed to us in his word Uh, and, and there's a few things I'll throw at you guys about you know what is God's will if you're praying and you're just asking the Lord today maybe like Lord what's your will for my life right well if you read the word You're not always going to like it, but here's one of them. uh, It involves sexual purity. That you uh, in First Thessalonians chapter four verse three, it says, "For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality, that each of you should not should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification." and honor, not in passion of lust, like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one should take advantage and defraud his brother in this matter, because the Lord is the avenger of all such. And it says, As we also forewarned you and testified, for God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness right? We are to be sanctified. We are to be set apart. We're to be holy, and that involves our flesh. It also involves giving thanks. I like that one, right? First Thessalonians 5.18 says, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, right? And so the only way we can give thanks to the Lord is by the grace of God. That's a little, uh, a little sneak peek in the Word here for you guys. It's in Second Corinthians four fifteen that says, "For all things are for your sakes. That grace, having spread through the many, may cause what thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God." Guys, it's God's grace. We cannot be thankful apart from God's grace. It was it's God who grants us that, and and thus we become thankful, right? So we're, we we need God's grace. Um, Third, it involves doing good in serving him. You guys want to know God's will? 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 15, it says, For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. And so it also involves suffering. First Peter chapter 4 verse 19 it says therefore let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator not everybody likes that one I didn't hear any amens at the end of that one right <laughs> you want to serve God yeah you want to be in God's will yeah you got to suffer for him no, <laughs> we don't like that one. But honestly, it's God, man, from the very foundation, right? From, he planned and predestined our lives. And, and when we came to the Lord, we understood that we are to die. He called us to die. Did you guys know that? He's called you to die for him, to, to be a martyr in a sense for him. But not just at the end of your life to be beheaded or whatnot from the world, but daily, do live a daily sacrifice unto the Lord, holy and acceptable this is God this is your reasonable service for uh, Romans twelve two says right um, that 's our act of worship in another translation um, we are to daily. You know, give our lives onto the Lord. And so, but guys, don't miss the fact that Paul is dealing with wisdom. Let's go back to Colossians 1 verse 9 right here. Not just knowledge, but there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom, right? Knowledge, you know, if you're, I was just at the stoplight today, and, and uh, the light turned green. And immediately the guy, you know, next to me is on the phone, and then he just sees green, and he just goes, right? And, and I was like, huh, you know, knowledge will say, yeah, go, But wisdom would be like, you should look to your left and right, right? What if there's a big semi coming, runs a red light, right? Wisdom would say, uh-uh, I ain't going anywhere, right? Uh, Or, in other words, knowledge is knowing a skunk. Is a skunk, right? That's a skunk. That's knowledge. Wisdom is that's a skunk. I'm out of here. Do do do, do 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 do, right? I'm gone. So wisdom is the application of knowledge. And so um, so it's not really about knowing God's word, but more so it's about applying God's word, right? So are we putting into practice god's will for our life first john chapter 2 verse 17 it says and the world is passing away and the lust of it but and here it is but he who does the will of god abides forever i love that this is why we abstain from our flesh right from uh, it's just from the things of the world Um, nobody sees nobody knows but we're staying holy, we're staying pure. Why? Because God knows. Because God called you, right, from this generation, from this time, to be set apart, right? He's stirring up something, and he's working in and you and I, but we got to be obedient, right? we got to abide in him, and it's, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's worth it. Uh, but understand, doing God's will can only be accomplished, and understand this, it can only be accomplished by the Holy Spirit, right we can't work at it we can't strive for it we can't perform uh, in our own power in our own strength uh to to for God's will it might look good on the outside right if we're really trying in our own flesh uh, and we might fool one another but on the inside there's nothing happening it's all fluff and it's a circus show right there's nothing happening between you and your walk with the lord if it's in your own strength and your own power but in reality um, guys, if we try to perform in our own flesh, and I've done it, I confess, I got the gift, I love witnessing, I don't know about you guys, that's like, that's my passion, Right? I love telling people about Jesus, but I, sometimes my zeal gets over, you know, too much, and, uh, I remember coming up to some Muslim group, right, at the mall, and, and, uh, and I'm like, you know, I'm get, I'm fresh in apologetics right at the time, and I'm, you know, I've studied their stuff, and I know where to get them and shake them up, and you know, and it's like, and I'm, I'm shooting it out there, and boom, there it is. They didn't even, they didn't even know that one. Wow, that was in the, wow, okay, and going, but. I wasn't in the spirit. I was in the flesh. And I, my goal was to just slam dunk them, right? Boom! I got more knowledge than you. And and then here's the Lord just while I'm talking, like, being a fool, um, that the Lord's like, Josh, what are you doing? I'm doing this for you. <laughs> no, you're not, right? And I was like, ah, oh. And it was so cool, there was another believer that was walking by, and he ended up walking over, and he's like, hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, you're, you're a Christian? Awesome. And he kind of like came in, and and he started talking, and he had a Bible, and he said, st- and I just knew, this is of the Lord, uh, this is totally of the, I walked away. I didn't even say goodbye, I was like, whoop. I'm out of here. And, and it's cool because the Lord kind of, you know, I got this, right? But I'm not going to use you. Get out of the way. <laughs> You're in the flesh, little guy, <laughs> right? Um, anyways, I don't know why I told you. Oh, yeah, because our flesh, right? Um, don't, don't work in the flesh. You're going to fail miserably. We need God, right? We need the Holy Spirit in our life, the The work of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, Zechariah 4, 6, it's not by might. It's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts, right? That was the word to Zerubbabel um, that the Lord gave in the Old Testament. Uh, but when we rely on on Jesus to perform what is good in us, uh, we not only, it, it, uh, we'll do it willfully, but not only willfully, we'll do it joyfully, right? Um, and, and I love that, if it's the work of the Lord. Well, let's come to the third thing here. So we still have, what, another two hours, so like that nice all right let's come to the third thing here let's come uh, third and final aspect of prayer for the church uh, from Paul it's it's the result of Paul's prayer right the result of Paul's prayer in verses 10 to 14 uh, and it really involves one thing and it's their walk right it says right here in verse 10 that you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him. So this verse could be difficult in our English wording uh, because in the middle of verse 9, the, re- the request was simple, that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, right? But in verse 9, that word, um, that, is the word hinna, right? It's, it's a request, right? We would say, you know, I pray uh, that this would happen or I pray that that wouldn't happen, what, whatever. That's the word that right there. However, in verse ten, it's an entirely different word. Uh, the word that is humas, right? In, in the Greek, so that this is a result or of or a, uh, a byproduct of a uh, verse nine, right? So the byproduct of Paul's prayer is that it resulted in them having a walk worthy of the Lord and pleasing to Him, right? So, and under, understand that when we are in the will of the Lord that it's a result of us having a walk that is worthy of the Lord, right? And uh, so it's, it's a beautiful thing. So now what, what Paul is going to do for us in verses 10 to 12 is he's going to outline for us four things that are involved in having a walk that is worthy of his calling, And I love how it's already there for us. This is awesome. Um, Let's come to the first thing here. It involves being fruitful. Being fruitful. Notice in verse 10 in the middle here, it says being fruitful in every good work. Being fruitful, being productive, being uh, complete, right? Uh, By the way, turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Uh, Being fruitful it doesn't mean that we we have to try as hard as we can to achieve some something, right, or, or some type of status or, you know, for fruit to abound and, you know, we have to shake and wiggle and, you know, try to make it happen. Um, being fruitful is a sign that really God is working in and through your life, and, and it's, it's happening naturally, or I should say supernaturally, right? It's, it's, it's not you working in and of your flesh, it's the Lord just naturally doing it on his own. Uh, it's, it's God who completes us, it's God who perfects us, it's, it's so it's God who produces that fruit's in us as well, um, if you're at Hebrews, look at Hebrews chapter thirteen, look at verse twenty verse twenty it says, "Now may the God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood." of the everlasting covenant make you complete in every good work to do his will working in you what is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever amen so clearly this area of walking with the Lord it involves bearing fruit but understand that this fruit is produced by none other but Jesus Christ himself guys and and Jesus said in John 15 verse 5 he says I am the vine you are the branches I kind of want to sing the song you guys know what I'm talking about now right there's oh you took them all but uh it says I am the vine you are the branches he who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me you can do nothing so in order for us to bear fruit it's by what do we do we abide in the vine, right? Um, And and remember, faith comes by hearing, but not necessarily physically, right? Um, What did Jesus say to the seven churches in the the end? To each church, he said something. He said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches, plural, right? Um, Very interesting. So there's there's one thing, you guys could be hearing one thing right now, and somebody next to you can be hearing a uh, hundred times more than you are because the Spirit's ministering to them, right? And so this is that's what I want, guys. I want to be ministered to by the Holy Spirit. I want the Lord to direct me, and I want the Lord to direct you as well. And that's why it's our prayer when we start. I don't know if you guys catch that when I pray Um I, it's really hard for me to pray for anything else, to start the prayer with anything else besides being thankful. I mean, the first words, I can't even, I can't do it, right? It's, so it's been, it's been a habit for years, but it's like, Lord, thank you. <laughs> uh, and then it's the request of whatever it might be, but I recognize, first of all, who I'm talking to, and I realize my position that I should even be here. I mean, God could have had me out of here, right? Uh, But it's by his grace. And and there's so much I could be thankful for. Um, But I I just thank the Lord that he's doing that work and it's not us. Um, But remember... Uh, fruit is produced, the branch, right? What does it do? It's not, it just hangs in there, man. That's all we do. We just, we get to hang out with the Lord. The more you hang out with the Lord, he's doing something in you. There's, there, he's giving you the nourishment that you need and he's producing in you something sweet, something, a, a, an aroma, if you will, uh, something that's honoring to him. There's so much more, guys, that we don't even realize. I mean, if you want to jump 10 billion years from now, Then you look back at us here on earth, and it's like, oh, man, (laughs) I was so dumb. (laughs) Gosh, right? If only I would just, you know, Lord, just help me to know your word, right? Um, Anyways. He's the vine. It's almost like he, you know, he's the potter. We're the clay. The Bible says in Philippians 2.13, For it is God who works in you, bold to will and to do for his good pleasure. That's the reason why he's working in you. And understand why it's so important that we as believers, why we are to be bearing fruit. It's very, very important. John chapter 15, verse 8, it says, By this my Father is glorified. I mean if that's not enough right? <laughs> that you bear much fruit so that you'll be my disciples, guys, realize nobody is perfect, right amen don't hit your spouse right now, right you know no one's perfect you're not perfect either, right, but only Jesus is perfect guys we're here on earth we're an imperfect people uh we're we're like a a, a hospital for sinners right here in this church right we we come together and we want to be restored. Uh, through the word of God, right? We know it's the word that's sharper than any two-edged sword, right? Pierces, and it cuts, but it brings healing, right? And it it brings that restoration, and and we come together because we want to grow in the Lord. We want to be challenged in our walk with the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I like coming to a church where I get convicted, where I'm like, (laughs) oh. I've been to so many churches where it's like, oh, right? I could go in sin, and nobody even knows, and nobody even cares, and it's like, oh, I feel so... Uh, good with you guys I feel like this is great I'm in the world right now right? The world loves its own and, But I love it when we're in together in the church And we're coming together in the word We get to grow We get to mature in the word together And it's God who's doing that work in us And so when you guys come together When you come here Don't come just to get right? Come to give Come, to, come with that open heart of Lord here I am and I want to hear from you But also come to say Lord you know, how can I serve you right? Look, when you're serving so-and-so, when you shake that person's hand, when you guys pick up that trash or whatever it might be here at church, do it onto the Lord as if that's Jesus himself, right? How would you treat them? And so come here and just love on people. You guys wonder why I always try hugging you guys, right? I'm like, hey, get over here. Some of you guys are like, Whew, and it's all, oh, okay, I'm mad. I'm going this way. But man, it's just like, I love you guys, right? We're Guys, we're so close to heaven. Do you guys do you guys see that? It's the signs are so evident. We're going to be in heaven. There's no good, none of this like, oh, don't hug me. <laughs> it's no, we're, I mean, we're going to be loving each other. We're going to be embracing each other. It's like, ah, oh, this dumb earth, right? It's like, ah, oh, sin. That's what sin does. It like, it divides us, right? Um, anyways, um, Let's come to the, uh, the second thing here. If we have a walk that's worthy of the Lord, it not only will be fruitful, but secondly, it's going to involve being bountiful. Bountiful. No, notice in verse 10 at the middle here, it says, and increasing in the knowledge of God. So if we have a walk worthy of the Lord, we're going to increase in the knowledge of the Lord. How we... Uh, know more about God is through where? How do we know more about God? It's through the Word of God, right? And so there, there's no lights, camera, action, entertainment, right? Any of that stuff. It's the simple Word of God. That's all we need. And and I love that's so what I love about this church, right? We get to go verse by verse through the Word of God. You guys know what to expect. It's just the Word, right? Um, we're not going to give you this, this, and boom, boom, and fireworks at the end, guys, and everybody gets free donuts and ice cream afterward, right? Come on to our church right no we you're just gonna get the word I'm sorry right but Hebrews chapter 10 verse 7 it says then I said behold I have come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do your will oh God just Jesus guys this is why it's so important that we place the word of God in a higher volume above everything else the word of God it amazes me that some churches some big ones um Man, they don't even open their Bibles. How, how do you do that? How do you come to church and not even bring a... I just, I, I'm sorry, that's just me, but I I was raised in a church where, Calvary Chapel, where uh, we just go from Genesis to Revelation. And then after Revelation, you go back to Genesis. And you go book by book all the way over to Revelation and over and over and over again, right? We just stay in the Word of God. And it's so important that we do that. It's just... Anyways, let's come to the third thing here uh, that's involved in having a walk worthy of the Lord, and it involves being powerful. Notice in verse 11, it says, strengthen with all might according to his glorious power. So having a walk that is worthy of Lord is, uh, is being, involves being powerful, but note that how, how that occurs. It's by his glorious power right? Ephesians 6.10, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, right? Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through who? Through Christ who strengthens me, right? It's not I can do all things, period. It's I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so we obviously, we can't do it in our own power, in our own strength, right? We need to rely completely upon the strength and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so, guys, right now we're in a, a pandemic, right? right? Right now we're in a time where there's a lot of hurting people. There's a lot of... Um, a lot of pain and a lot of but there's a lot of openness, there's a lot of opportunity, there's a lot of uh, I mean I'm not telling you to go and hammer people, go and knock on their doors and and Judy Jesus, right, although that's my flesh, right? <laughs> I would love to do that, but um what about just saying, Hey, can I pray for you right? And look for opportunity to share what Christ has done on the cross for their sins, that they might re- they need to repent of their sins, right? Don't just tell them that Jesus died on the cross for their sins, but they need to repent. They need to turn from their wicked ways. John the Baptist was no joke. If he was here today, we'd probably kick him out. Well, maybe not our church, but, right? He was intense. I could just imagine being there, and he's like, Repent, sinners! <laughs> wow! He was, it's like, Lord, help me i I want to preach your word but man um but but we need god's grace right we need his discernment and um and if anything right now i think we need we need his strength amen church amen okay but why why can't we just strengthen ourselves I mean, why do we need God's strength? Shouldn't we just strengthen ourselves? You know what the problem is? We can't. (laughs) We have no resources of our own to strengthen ourselves. We can try for so long and it's nothing. There's nothing there. There's no power. We need the the strength of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so why do we need God to strengthen us? Well, there's two things that Paul gives us here. Um, According to Colossians 1.11, it's for patience and long-suffering, right? It says right here, verse 11, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. So in our society, we tend to have, what, impatience for everything. We, we don't want to bear long with other people. And, and by the way, patience, humone, um in the Greek, it, it means really to persevere. It means to endure. And um, I'm sorry, long-suffering means to endure and persevere. Patience is to be on the same track, right? So uh, 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 the same, uh, not off course, right? Not off track. Uh, we're to be patient uh, and be on track in that sense. And long-suffering is uh, means to persevere, to endure. So I'm smashing those together. Uh, but think about it. If we're staying on track and enduring to the end through God's strength, then the rest of that, You know, uh, at the end of verse eleven, what does it say? With joy, right? Um, It's very interesting. But if we if we're trying to endure and stay on track and in our own strength, uh, then it's not going to be joy. Rather, it's going to be what? Sorrow. It's going to be trouble. It's going to be heartache, right? And just hitting the head your head right with the brick wall just boom, dunk, 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 you're you're not gonna get it right you're not gonna get anywhere so that's why we need god's strength to keep us on track we need god's strength to keep us going to endure there's a lot of people that are uh guys this is not just a pandemic with a, a virus this is a this is a huge uh suicide is in a high rate right now. And and it's it's sad. There's people that are literally giving up hope. They they have no hope. They they cannot endure. There's nothing in them to endure anymore. They've given over to their emotions, they given over to the feelings and it's just overwhelming. It's so much so that they 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 hit that last bit, right? And and it's it's not cool at all. And and here we are, right? And I don't know about you, I want to be like Isaiah. Lord, use me. Right? Here here I am. Send me. God, I wanna go. Right? Uh Lord, but I we can't. We need the Lord to do that work. Right? And and there's something about being patient and something about being long-suffering with others. Man, we we need to be we need the Holy Spirit in our lives, right? We need to depend on the Holy Spirit if you guys are on a roll uh, on doing good works and doing good things uh be okay with just stopping right Take a pause, take a say law, and just think about where you're you're heading and is this of the Lord right now right because life is serious right those around us it's serious the uh, the things that are happening um but let 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 Christ be your resource that you know you stay on track that you endure uh to the very end because in the end Man, was was God worth it? Yeah, (laughs) he sure was. He was the only one who was worth it. How much did we give in to him, you know, in the end? So, um, having a walk worthy of the Lord, number four, uh, not only did it involve, you know, being fruitful, being uh, bountiful, uh, being powerful, but number four, it also involves being thankful. Uh, Notice in verse 12, it says, "'Giving thanks to the Father.'" So I don't know about you guys, but looking back at my walk with the Lord, uh, it always included giving thanks to the Lord, right? Lord, thank you. And and back in verse 3, we see that Paul was thankful for the church of Colossae. In 1 Thessalonians 5.18, we read this earlier, but it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, right? And so understand that we don't give thanks for everything, we give thanks in everything everything right huge difference there uh we're not crazy <laughs> but learn to thank the lord you know in the midst of everything you know that we're going through i mean the fire gets heated up doesn't it and those fiery trials that come our way and the tribulation right and and it gets tough but know this that it's for god's purpose it's for god's glory right and and even though you might be you know lord i'm uh, uh i can't i can't endure anymore lord um this is, this is tough. It, it's, it's too much. Um, but we, we need to know that God, He has a plan. He has a purpose. He, is God in control, guys? Yes, yes He sure is, right? Does God know what's going on right now? Of course he does, right? But is he the king of kings? Is he the Lord of lords? Is he seated on the most high? Yeah, he sure is. So I would rather put my trust and my faith in him in these times because he knows what he's doing. Ephesians 1.11, it says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will all things. I love that. Well, let's finish with this last part in verses 12 to 14. Paul is going to continue to really expand on this idea of being thankful, and he's going to give us five reasons that we should be thankful. Uh, Number one, we're to be thankful because, well, God has qualified us. God qualified us. Notice in verse 12, it says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, so your works do not qualify you to be partakers in the light your uh, your degrees right your your schooling does not qualify you for eternal life. Um, The good things that you've done to other people, it doesn't qualify you, right? Nothing but the blood of Christ qualifies you to enter into eternal life with Christ Jesus, right? It says, again, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. So to be in the light means to be in Jesus, right? Uh, The Bible says in John chapter 8, verse Verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life right? You and I are in the light, and that's why Paul said in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5, he says, you are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Ephesians 5, 8, it says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. So because we're in the light, Guys, we're saints. We're holy. I mean, positionally, in God's eyes, we're holy. We're set apart. In fact, we're already we're already seated with Him in the holy of holies. We're with the Lord in His view, right? But practically, obviously, we're right here. We, you know, we're not there until we actually, you know, the rapture happens or we die. The Bible says, you know, we're dead here. We're present with the Lord, right? So Jesus said in Matthew five sixteen. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And question, are you letting your light shine? Are you? Right? Are are you living your life in such a way that your family and your friends, that they see a difference in your life? They see a change in your life? Does your coworkers know that you're different? Right? Are you, I mean... Just think about it. Um, now is a good time, guys, to be in the light. And second reason, let's give a second reason here. You and I are thankful, we're to be thankful. It's, it's not only because he qualified us, but secondly, he delivered us, right? Notice in verse 13, it says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness. By the way, turn probably what, four or five pages to your left to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, look at verse 8. It says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Ephesians 2, go over to a page to your left or two. um, Look at verse 1, Ephesians 2 just as the others. But God, oh, oh, this changes everything right here. Notice the contrast. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Wow, no wonder We're to be thankful to the Lord. This is awesome because he's delivered us. Amen, church. I love that. Um, first Peter chapter two, verse nine, it says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his, his marvelous light, right? Um, let's go back to Colossians here. In Colossians one, uh, the third reason that we should be so thankful to God is because, well, He translated us. He translated. If you guys got the King James, uh, that's where I got the word from. But in verse thirteen, look at the middle here. It says, "And conveyed us or translated us into the kingdom of the Son of His love." Translated. Uh, this word means transferred, right? And, and so Jesus has transferred us from the kingdom of this world to the kingdom of his love, right? To his heart, to his... So in God's view, man, we've already been translated to the kingdom of heaven. Uh, but right now, currently, we're, we're not. We're, we're, positionally, we're there. But obviously, the Lord's working in and through us, and he's using us right now um, for his glory. And, and so we're still here. Um, but let's come to the fourth reason here. That we should be thankful unto the Lord, and that is because he redeemed us. I mean, he redeemed. Notice in verse 14, it says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Guys, redemption means to buy back, right? If you're a slave uh, and someone purchased you to be free, you're free, right? That's redemption. And so you and I have been redeemed, We've been purchased, we've been bought at a price, and that's through the blood of Jesus Christ, right? That is where we found forgiveness of our sins, and he purchased us from where? From going where? Where, where was our path? It was death, it was hell, right? And we've been free, we've been given this freedom uh, uh, to walk with the Lord and and to have life everlasting, with the, the, the with the Lord, I mean, <laughs> what? Right? We're we're just I don't know. But First Peter one eighteen it says, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by the tradition of your fa- from your fathers. Almost like the Catholic Church and other churches, where they're like, oh, you want to go to heaven? You're going to have to pay some money here, right? Then they always, wolves always want to take something from you, right? The sheep, the the shepherd, always wants to give you nourishment, always wants to watch over you, right? And keep you. Um, So we need to be careful. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spots. I love that. Um, Well let's finish with this the fifth and final reason uh, is because well he forgives us we're to be thankful because he's for. I mean if that's not reason enough right Um, notice in verse 14 the forgiveness of sins so if there's any reason that we should be thankful man the Lord has forgiven us if you guys really stop to consider and think about that. I mean, if you guys see me, every time communion's around, I'm like, <laughs> what a sinner, right? But I'm looking at what Jesus did, and then I don't care how holy I am, if I am, right? But I realize when I see him, I'm nothing, right? It's not even about me. It's about him, and I'm I'm so a sinner, right? I'm falling on my face uh, the more we look to the Lord, and that's a good thing. But 1 John chapter. 1 verse 9 it says uh, if we confess our sins he is faithful and he's just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness guys psalm 103 verse 12 it says as far as the east is from the west and so far has he removed our transgressions from us isn't that amazing ah Uh, Hebrews 10 17 their sins and their lawless deeds God says I will remember no more it's gone God is love first John says and love keeps no record of wrong if you come to the Lord if you've asked for the Lord to forgive you he will forgive you and he will forget the past and he's going to say what in Philippians it says looking forward looking pressing on right and and uh man it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter the sins. His grace is sufficient, right? His blood is enough. And when you come to faith in Jesus Christ, he forgives you of your sins. And now you can walk in the newness of life, right? You have become a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has been put off, right? It's It's gone. You're, it, it, you've transformed, right, in, in a sense. And... Now you see things a whole lot differently. And if you don't, you're gonna, right? If you give your life to the Lord tonight... This week, your family's going to turn on you. Your best friend's going to turn on you. There's, it's You're going to see a whole other world, and you had no clue but how spiritual this world really is. But when you look to Jesus, he's got you, and he's going to direct you, and he's going to show you, but you trust in him because he'll lead you. He'll guide you with his eye. He knows where he wants you, and he's called you to, to hear this message tonight, and I believe this uh, message is for you, right? The, the forgiveness of your sins, and if you want, that if you need that in your life, uh, we're going to pray right now. But I, I challenge you guys um, to pray to the Lord and ask the Lord, Lord, you know, if that kid up there on the stage was telling the truth <laughs> that you love me and that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose again the third day, Lord, come into my life, change my life, forgive me of my sins, help me to turn away from my ways, my wicked ways. And help me to turn to you, to walk in righteousness. Ask the Lord to come in your heart, to change your life. And guess what? He will. He'll do a tremendous job because he's an amazing God. right? And only God can do that. So I challenge you, ask the Lord in your heart. There's no, there's no you don't need to come up on stage. You don't need to sign some kind of book or anything um, it's he hears the cry of your heart right so once let's just stand up right now let's let's go ahead and pray Um, and I I just I'm thinking in my head right now of uh, the woman our Lord said uh, Jesus said go and sin no more right she's forgiven go ahead you're forgiven walk in freedom but sin no more right turn to the Lord and allow the Lord to to direct you through the word well, let's go ahead and pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word and just a reminder of your goodness, your faithfulness, Lord, but the bloodshed that you shed for us. Lord, you prayed in that garden. You knew what was coming, and uh, Lord, I thank you. Thank you that you uh, continued to endure and that you willingly gave up your life, Lord, for us, uh, knowing uh, Lord that that we would be forgiven, that we would be allowed to enter in Lord the the wretchedness of us Lord uh, the your people, Lord, that you turned us into something that 's a treasure and something beautiful, and I, I just thank you for that, Lord, that you know what you 're doing with your church, I pray, Lord, that you would continue to protect us and watch over us, Lord, direct us, and even if it 's in the fire, Lord. Um, If we have to go through the furnace, Lord, uh, help us to rejoice in the fact that you're still in control and that you, nonetheless, no matter what happens to us, Lord, you know what you're doing. And Lord, we can only look to you and we want to bring you the glory. We want to bring you, uh, Lord, whatever pleases you, Father. Help us to not look to our own will, but to your will. We pray in Jesus' name, amen.